All right, give me a mic. Give me a mic check real quick. All right, mic check. One, two, one, two. Yeah. All right, guys. This is episode five of Guru Pisadi of the podcast. We're here with my uh, my good friend Sean Sykes out of San Antonio, Texas. Uh, Sean's got a pretty unique story. I'll let I'll let uh, Sean fill you guys in. Go ahead, Sean. Uh, I mean, just talking about personal training wise. Yeah, just to, it, just introduce yourself, man. Yeah, a little about what uh, I mean. Uh, so basically, man, I just personal train. I do it. It's been kind of my gig out here. Shut up. It's been kind of my gig out here for the last like eight years since I moved to San Antonio. Well, not really since I moved here, but for like the last eight years, that's what I've been doing. So, um, where are you originally from, bro? I'm from Houston, Texas. So I moved out here when I was like 18 or 19 years old because, well, I got a football scholarship to the University of Mary, which is like a little private school uh, up north. And then um, that didn't work out because it was in North Dakota and it was just cold, man. Yeah. So, uh, that and uh, my mom at the same time, she got sick. And so, um, well, she was already kind of sick before I left, but it, it progressively got worse. So I, I really wanted to be back home or at least closer to home. So I moved back to Texas and uh, around like what? 19, I went to, I, I moved to San Antonio because it was close enough to be home, but at the same yeah. time, uh, far away, <laughs> you know, but really I just came out here to party, man, kick, kick it with my friends and party hard because everybody was in college. Do you, have, do you have connections here already? Huh? Do you have connections here already, I'm assuming? No, I mean, I only had two people that were going to UT, two friends that were going to UTSA. I mean, we were 19. Yeah. So I didn't really have any, like, connections, connections, but I was just out here partying, meeting people, whatever. And then uh, I worked at a couple different spots, like Petco and Lowe's and uh, what was another one? Academy. And then... uh. I ended up staying out here because I started working at Gold's Gym and then it just, I was like, okay, I'm going to be a, you know, I already knew I wanted to be a personal trainer, but I was like, well, I already got my foot in the door, so now I'm going to do this. And so been out here ever since, got done with Gold's Gym, used them up for like a year or whatever, built up a clientele base, jet out of Gold's Gym, then uh, went to to a friend of mine big d's gym and started training out of his gym doing my own thing and then my friend john campos he got me my llc so i started my own business and started paying taxes like a normal person and uh and then uh i started my own my own business and i moved downtown and it's been good ever since sick man tell tell me a little about because i I know a lot of us i mean in the entrepreneur world we think of it as leaving the corporate world right so when you were when you were at golds what ultimately made you take that jump man see i've never really felt like i've been a part of the corporate world even when i was in the corporate world like i don't i probably never had a manager that could tell me shit be like, <laughs> like i'm about to do that <laughs> i'd be like i'm gonna need you to take out the trash and it's like i was taking out the trash already but now that you asked i don't think i'm gonna do it anymore <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of been like I, I never really thought I was supposed to be corporate. I, once I knew, once I started getting, once my friend John Campos started helping me out with like getting my own business um, and stuff like that, I already I already knew at that point I was done with goals. I was like, shit, I'm out. I'm going to do my own thing then. Why would I give y'all 60% or 50% of my money? How much you gave up of your uh, your personal training? 
Yeah, they like it's like forty or fifty percent. I don't know what it is anymore. I mean, I haven't been back there in like you know seven or eight years, six seven years, but that's ridiculous. What what do they do to supply you with sixty percent to take sixty percent, man? I don't know. I know they're not calling or texting any of my clients and saying happy birthday. So that's they're not they're not doing any of the stuff that it takes. I mean, it's cool though. I mean, for people who are beginning out, it's a corporate gym. That's a good place to like get started though and actually like get some experience. Like a lot of people I feel like who just hop out and they just jump off because they're like, oh man, I've seen it. It's cool. I've, I think I could train. And then they start their own little business or whatever and they start training. It's like, if you build it, it won't always come, man. There's you, you got to sell, you got to get out there and spread the word. Like just, you can't just post something on Instagram and you just a popping trainer already. Yeah. So tell, tell me a little about John Coppos. Have I met this gentleman or how did he help you, bro? Um, so he has a business called, uh, JD and associates. It's a tax business. Like he does accounting basically. So he keeps books. He does accounting. He does taxes, whatever. Um, and I've been training him for a minute. Uh, I used to work the front desk at golds, like the night shift. Yeah. Um, He would come in and he'd, you know, real early or real late, he'd come in and and we'd talk and chop it up. And I used to tell him, I'm like, Hey man, I'm going to train soon. You know, you got to train with me. And so then whenever I broke off and did my own thing, he came and trained with me and he lost like 60 or 70 pounds. And then we've been cool ever since we've been working with each other ever since. So he does my taxes every year. That's sick, man. That's sick. It sick. Like guy, I gotta, I gotta it sounds like a good guy, bro. I haven't met him yet. He's, the name sounds familiar. I just don't know if I've met him. He's a, I don't know. You've probably seen him in a bunch of, bunch of pictures of mine on Instagram at some point. I mean, we've been friends for a minute, so I'm sure yeah. you answer. I figured that. I know you posted a picture of one of your clients that lost a lot of weight. Um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I've run across his name and face. Yeah, sorry, this is my dog Cowboys in the back eating. Uh... Oh, you're good, man. <laughs> How's he doing, bro? I know a while back you you posted he wasn't doing so well. Yeah, he gets like he he's. I mean, he's healthy. He's a healthy dog. He's just he's had a uh, cancer twice already. So well, yeah, not really. I mean, and so he's. I mean, he's good. He's <laughs> he's just a crazy little dog. He's old, man. I've had him for ten years. So since I when I moved out here initially, I got him as like, you know, kind of like, man, I need a buddy when I'm out here. What kind of uh, is he, bro? He's a boxer. Nice man. Yeah, he's cool. Do you uh do you give him any like CBD or anything like that? That new that's coming out. Um, I don't know, man. I'm a skeptic. So I'm the same way, dude. Like I heard about it or whatever, and I've tried every little thing. Actually, I've been cold brewing my own coffee, and I'm actually drinking a cold brew that I brewed up. But I've been putting this CBD stuff that uh, my parents got me. Honestly, the oil doesn't do shit to me, bro. No, uh, it does nothing for me. I've I've never felt like any any yeah. kind of like pain relief or anxiety relief or anything with the oils. Yeah, no, nothing, dude. Put some THC in that shit. I'm sure I feel all right. I mean, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm like, I'm the same way, man. I'm like, if, if it was a little stronger, then perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anybody it's, can squeeze some oil out of something and say that it's CBD and give it to you. Right, right. Uh, what I did try, though, and it, and it kind of works, and I don't know what the difference is or if it has more potent THC in it, but I've been actually rolling the uh the plant so straight up it looks like marijuana bro and i roll up a little joint which i'm actually holding right now roll up a little joint of cbd the plant 
And that actually relaxes me, man, because the oil's never done shit for me. Right. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, yeah. I'm skeptic like you, bro. I'm, I mean, I'll, I'll definitely, like, if somebody can convince me that it works with a product and it's like, you know, that damn, that just took a lot of stress or my back pain away or my, my elbow doesn't hurt as bad today. Like, if somebody can convince me, even if it is the placebo effect, like, I've just convinced myself through a product and I'm willing to change my mind, but right then i just don't feel like it's that i'm the same way i'm 100 on board with you bro i have uh so i got i got a little long story short but i got hit by a car last year you know i was in new york and i got like six herniations man and uh they wanted to put me on all these meds and all this crap and i'm like no nah, i'm not taking any narcotics because once you start on that you know it's downhill from there yeah no that's see that's the thing man that's how my mom passed away she Shit, got sorry to hear that, bro. She, no, it's all good. It's that's that's why I'm I'm skeptical about it. Like, you know, I think trying drugs recreationally, I'm not like completely against it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody to do as they please. But when you've convinced somebody that they're in so much pain that they have to take hydrocodone or methadone or all these like, you know, pain pills or narcotics and stuff like that, like you're convincing them and then you're making bank off of it and, and, and then they're getting addicted to it and it's slowly killing them and it's not fixing the problem. Yep. So I just don't, man, that's, that's always a weird thing. I think that's like a super, I think everybody talks about that. Like that's everybody's topic is like, Oh, how is that not legal? And you know, alcohol and all these drugs that they're killing you in the, you know, the hospitals with, how is that legal? And it's like, man, that's a really good question. A big farmer right there, bro. I mean, they're making they're making you know hand over fist money. They're lobbying for this shit in Washington. I mean, yeah, I agree. But the more that we talk about it, like without, you know, the more people talk about it without, like, I don't know, really, I'm not really educated on who's taking action against it more yeah. so. But I will say that, like, there people are like other people, like normal everyday people are starting to look at people like you who just said that as like some kind of conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. Like, no, that's like, no, that's not a conspiracy anymore, man. This is like fact. Like they're just, yeah. they're, they're bank, they're banking off of your addiction to their drugs after their doctors are the ones prescribing it. And people you know? are, you've seen it, bro, firsthand. Yeah, no, it's, yeah. So, and yeah, so that's exactly what happened is, is she had rheumatoid arthritis and lupus. And instead of the doctors helping her, uh, you know, they just like to mask the problem and she would go in constantly and say, you know, something's just not right. It's not right. Blah, blah, blah. And all they could do is try to mask the problem. Of course, I wanted her to do more exercise. And like, you know, I even offered like, mom, you should probably smoke, you know, and stop doing that. But, uh, eventually that stuff wears you out, man. It's that stuff wears your body out and your body can't hang on anymore. And so, so it's kind of like, basically what happened damn man what what year was that brother i had no idea man you never told me this uh that was 2011 so Shit. i was 22 so i was out here for about two or three years already yeah when did I, I forgot what year i met you bro that was probably i met you you, you said that year was what 20 well we probably met in like 2012 then because i remember yeah. i was just like a trainer right like i just became a trainer yeah you just became a trainer there at gold's Yes, trails, San Antonio. Yeah. yeah, I remember that. That was a minute ago, yeah. Damn, dude. I've known you for like eight years then, bro. Time flies.
Yeah. So uh, I know that the last project that I kept up with, you were doing the uh, the classes at what are those lofts? Cevallos lofts? Southtown Flats. Southtown Flats. There you go. Are you still doing those? No. Uh, no. They. So the the company that I was like working with, uh, they got pushed to the side, and they they went for a cheaper company, and so I already moved myself into these apartments. So it didn't slow my business down. I just wasn't running classes. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't lose any business because I was still able to train all my clients. So that's what like, that's, that's what I did. Like I eventually branched away from gyms and I just started using my apartment gym. Yeah. And cause I knew there's no overhead cost. I won't have to be charged any rent and any personal client that shows up like, cool. Like, all right. So I, I mean, I can't, you know, they can't charge me for that. Like I'm just, I just have a guest over here working out. Like I'm not yeah. in a business, you know, and, and they knew that and they knew what I was doing, but they knew that there was really nothing they could do. And so, yeah. um, so I did that for a little while and started kind of like, you know, without having to pay a rent. I mean, you kind of free up some extra cash. And so, uh, then I was, I, I got offered an opportunity. So in, uh, what is this April? So in April, I got offered an opportunity from one of my friends who actually lives at the complex who I started training as like, he was a resident and I started training with him and we became cool. And uh, he went and looked at this building space, like office space. And, and he found like this basement, like this underground basement. And uh, he was like, Hey man, you know, I can't get this basement, but I know you want to start your own gym and stuff. And I know you've been waiting for a long time to start your gym. This guy's got a basement down here for cheap for rent and i was like oh yeah so i talked to the dude and i was like can i see it i called him i called the guy on a sunday i was like can i see it he's like yeah i don't work on sundays but i'll be there on monday i was like i'll be there i was like i'll be there however early so i went into him and already i went and uh, i was like so what's the deal man like so he showed me the space and like bro i felt like i've never felt so sure about anything in my life when i in the space was literally this dirty ass beat up ass dungeon bro like this beat up ass basement that probably hasn't seen light in years and uh and uh, i'm like i'm looking at it and he's like looking at me like really like <laughs> you want to make it you could do a gym out of this and i'm like yeah he's like i always thought a gym would be cool down here but i mean it you know it's not the best space and i'm like i don't need it to be like this shit is gonna be off the hook and so um so then I, I I took like a month. It took me like a month and a half to get everything together. I went the next day. I went and pulled out the deposit. I gave him the rent for the next month. I was like, bro, I'm in here. Don't give this shit to anybody else. Because I had already been played before about getting my own gym. Yeah. And then yeah. like a dumbass, I ran around like, I'm getting my own gym. I was like speaking too soon, like just bragging and shit. And then they reneged it on me. It was in the same area in Southtown. Damn. And they reneged it on me. And I was like... All right, well, that, now I look real stupid. So this time I was like all about it. Like I was like gung-ho, like, nah, here's the money. Here's this. Let's sign the paperwork, whatever. And, and so, and then I, and then I, and then it was supposed to be open by June 1st. Some shit went down and I had to open it on June 3rd, but it's been open since June 3rd. And it's my own little personal basement space of, it's a gym, man. I mean, it's a legit personal training gym. It's been open. I've had other trainers train out of it and uh, it's a nice little spot sick man you got all this equipment in there or what are you using now oh yeah man i got i got a concept i got concept rower concept skier i got uh echo bikes i got um i got dumbbells i got squat racks i mean 
The Damn. floor is completely matted down. There's lights in there. I mirrored the walls. Like, it's a gym, bro. Like, it's the yes. And it's just like a personal training studio. So membership, you can't really get a membership. Yeah. So, so, so I have no need to market the gym. I only need to market my own personal training. Yeah. And that's for any other trainer who wants to use my space. I'm not going to charge you a whole lot. Not like what these other gyms are charging you to use their space. I'm not going to do that to you. It's a space that I'll give you the key to. And you can come in and you run your own business. I'm going to charge you a cheap flat fee monthly fee and then you run your own business and charge whatever you want and walk out every night with a pocket full of cash and not have to worry about too much overhead besides this small little fee and like so that you can come up and now one day you go get your own shit yeah that's sick bro what uh how do you find these other personal trainers are they just within your network and they're like hey sean i want to train a client out there and they pay you um no yeah if they hit me up and want to do that i'm not like actively looking for any though yeah, I mean, like, you know, so I mean, if they if they just want to hit me up and let me know, like, hey, man, I'm looking for a spot, then they're always welcome to come check it out. You know what I'm saying? Just rents due on the first. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now they can pay on the 15th, too. It don't matter. <laughs> That's sick. What's, uh, what's the name of the gym? Did you keep it under exercise or? No, there's no name, man. People call it whatever they want to call it. Okay. Yeah, there's it's just there's no real name to the gym. It's just if that's some people call it the bat cave, some people call it the dungeon, some people call it um uh there was a couple clever names that some people had said for it. Um but yeah, like the basement, things like that, but um we just I just whatever. I, I don't I just call it the gym. I don't really call it anything else. I like the plan. Yeah, what? and it's and there's no address, so that was going to be my question right now. So there's no address. So how do people find you, man? Well, there's an address. So there is an address, but um, it's to like some other tenants, like people who do like eyelashes and and um, and 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 different things, like their own little businesses, and they rent out their space. So they all have an address. It's a building, and they all have an address. But my stuff's in the basement, and um, I don't really want anybody to know it's down there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So all my shit's good. I just don't like to hand out the address because I'm like, nah, I don't really need anybody to know. Even though if they figured it out, they get somebody could go tell everybody in the world. You know, it, it's not that big of a deal. Nobody's like, oh, God, you know, but yeah. it's just it makes it more. Exclu- hey, cowboy. <laughs> it just makes it more exclusive. Uh, and it's just like a lot of my clients like it, man. Yeah, that's sick, dude. That's, uh, I mean, there's a lot of hidden little things in Southtown, bro. Um, I mean, I, I, I met my good friend, uh, have you heard of the Roosevelt Library? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what's his name? Liam? Leland. 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 That's his name. Yeah. 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 So my good friend Leland Stone, I mean, that's, a, that's another little hidden gym in Southtown. Not too many people know about it. Well, you know what? The past year, it's been kind of expanding, but it's still pretty, you know, it's, it's a little hidden gym in Southtown, man. I feel like a lot of those little places are popping up, including yours. So I think that's good, man. I'm going yeah. to make, I'm gonna have to like, make it publish this little book with like hidden gyms of SA or something. That would be legit because there is tons of them. And you know, it, it gets me to thinking, um, a lot of these places have basements. These are old buildings, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of them have basements and there's space down there. 
Yeah. You know, I'm not, I'm not trying to conceal any secrets. I'm just letting people know there's a lot of different things you can do. You're probably not going to ever make a gym as cool as mine. That's just what I think, but you can try probably won't happen, but right. uh, you definitely can have like different little businesses, little shops down there. Like there's, I mean, cool little spots, man, that, that could help keep making San Antonio just such a better place to be with more things to do. I agree, man. The city is growing, bro. The city is growing. Yeah, man. What's up with the photography thing? Are you still? Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm doing photography. So photography is a component of like everything that I do. So I don't know if you kind of saw the business. You saw it from the beginning. The beginning was photography. And then it grew into this media company. And then well, actually it grew into this marketing company. And then it grew into this media marketing company. So now I kind of take clients to three different phases, which first phase it's we build a strategy. So if you have a campaign or if you're thinking about promoting something, an event, a book, um, a new website, a new business that you're running, I lead your, your uh, marketing strategy, right? That's first phase. Second strategy is actually we create the content. So we build all the content in terms of graphic, photography, video, uh, podcast, uh, and then third is we actually manage the whole operation. Man. So building campaigns, building the content, and then managing the actual uh, campaign is kind of what we do. Oh, okay, that's legit. It's been it's been good, man. I mean, it's been super busy the past six months. Uh, I just finished winding like two campaigns down, which has kind of allowed me to slow down and devote some time to things like this podcast um, and different solo projects that I've been wanting to do. I want to publish, I want to self-publish a book that I'm shooting in September in New York. And then I'll self-publish it hopefully by next year. I'm thinking maybe like February or March, but uh, yeah, man, I mean, just try to stay busy and, you know, stay, uh, stay in the growth. I try to keep my mind active, man. It's very easy. I think as an entrepreneur to kind of, get complacent and slow down and think that, Oh, okay, well I could take a day off. And at the end of the day, it's like, no, nah, man, you, you should not be taking days off unless you absolutely need it. You know, we like, I don't know about you, but myself in terms of my business, I run off momentum. So if I'm not doing something and I slow down, I slow down for a good minute, bro. I remember, I remember not being active for like a good month. And that just kills me, kills me, man. Yeah. This whole week I've, worked out at oh I've, I've worked out every day this week but uh i my i've gotten off my 5 a.m schedule for like the first week in a really long time i'm not training at five in the morning i'm not like working out at five in the morning and it's oh, like yeah. it's like a mince it's like mental warfare man like it's like mental health like you get to a point where you're grinding 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 and then you feel like fuck i need to take a second and then you take that second and it slows you down a little too much and then you're like you got to build up the steam to like, damn it, like go back in at five in the morning and work out before you let this thing go. Like right. that's what goes on in my mind. It's like, damn, I'm like, like, okay, another day went by and you didn't do it, man. When are you going to get back on this? Don't let this become your habit. Right, right. I'm the same way. Man. I've, been, I've been working out at six in the morning and then this week I decided, you know what? I'm going to take some time, sleep in a little bit and work out like at 8.30. So I've been doing that, but you're right, man. It's mental warfare. I'm thinking, you know, every day I'm thinking, am I going to wake up at 6 a.m. tomorrow because I need to get back on it or is this all right? Yeah. How, do you, how, do you, how do you tell yourself that it's fine to do, you know, change things up sometimes, man? 
because I find I find it hard for me to tell myself that it's okay. I feel like you know if you just stop, like if you so let's say you've been working out hard for three weeks, and this is what happens to a lot of my clients. Like they go so hard, they go so in, like they're in, they're like, what should I do for food? And what do I do for this? And what do I do for that? And I'm like, okay, like slow down. Like all you should, you, one thing you weren't doing at all was exercising. Yeah. Like try to just focus on that for right now. Like don't think about like a million different ways you're going to like, how how you're going to get in shape the fastest. Just try to focus on like actually getting to the gym and putting in some exercise and then and then that way when you do something stupid or you like you know you feel like you've fallen off or whatever like you don't beat yourself up about it so hard and be like all right i'm done so like you're able to go out and do something like go have a hamburger go go do what you want to do go go live your life as an adult you're just exercising now like keep it to that so that's what i always say like Whenever I'm I'm doing it myself, I'm like, damn, man, you know what? It's fine to not be working out at five. Like, that doesn't mean you're going to stop. You know you're going to get back into that 5 a.m. routine. But just like for right now, just work out in the evening. Just sleep a little bit longer. Like, don't beat yourself up about it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because then it makes it harder to get back to your to your grind. No, yeah, it does, man. I, and I had a conversation with a good friend of mine, a very successful man, uh, old client of mine as well. But I was having a conversation with him the other day. So I was telling him that I, I'm in this habit of working on Sundays. And uh, my bad, my phone's buzzing. Um, he's like, I, I was telling him, I'm like, I'm in this habit of, you know, working out on Sundays, but I shouldn't be. Like, I should be devoting that time to, you know, kind of relax. So I can bounce back harder on Mondays. And he's like, honestly, man, you just unplug it. Unplug it. And Monday morning, you end up hitting it 10 times harder than what you would have on Sunday. See, I'm a firm believer in that as well. Yeah. So I've been I've been trying to kind of, you know, acquire that mental 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 state to do that, but it's hard for me, bro. Like I, I can't I can't take I feel like I can't take weekends off sometimes. And I know it's detrimental to my health because my sleep sucks, bro. <laughs> yeah, I only work out. I I I work I love working on Saturday mornings and I, I I do a couple clients on Sunday, but then I unplug. Do you drink wine? No, man, I don't. Man, bro. Like, so when I first got with Summer, I uh, I wasn't really a wine drinker. But then we, we started, she, she'd bring home, like, you know, a couple bottles of wine or whatever with dinner because she, she, like, cooks, like, badass dinners. And so it's just nice to have wine with the dinner. Yep. And I've just always had anxiety, like, all the time. And, like, even more so when I got with her because I felt like, oh, shit, man, you know, you're not by yourself anymore. There's other people you have to worry about. And so um, I started sipping wine and just drinking wine a little bit. And I've like fallen in love with the shit. Like now I'm like, go to a restaurant. I know how to order my wine and what I want. I mean, I'm, I'm not like badass at it. Yeah. It's definitely like settled me down and it makes me feel like, you know, if you go overboard, obviously you get hung over and feel like shit. Oh yeah. Keep it to a couple glasses. Like, man, it's like, it kills the anxiety. I mean, Man, it's soothing, bro. Like, I can see why people drink wine. I, like, for the longest time, I never understood what was so special about it. And now I'm like, damn, wine's great. I, I need, you know, I need, I need to drink more, man. Um, my Not dad. drink more like, like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like, when I get back from a workout on a Sunday, like, it doesn't matter what time it is. I'm, like, dead tired. My week feels like I have a little time to settle down. I have, like, a glass of wine 
and yeah. while I kick back in my recliner and I'm like, this is just so soothing. Like I can see how I can reset to this for tomorrow. Yeah. So my, my dad's a big wine drinker. He's like, he's a wine connoisseur. I don't know if he's like, he's not a sommelier, but he, uh, like a level four, level three certified. He just, yeah. I mean, he, he's been doing this for like 10 years, man. He just knows his shit. So he works, he works in Bernie at this winery. Right. But, um, every time I'm over at their place and I'm over there every weekend, I go see my parents every weekend, man. I love them. Um, every time I'm over there, he's like, you want some wine? I'm like, no, no, like just give me a beer. <laughs> I, I need to change it up, man. If you're saying there's a different effect to this, I need to, I need to kind of, you know, give that perspective and try it. It's like the closest alcohol you could get to like weed. Really? That, in my opinion. Yeah. It's like that feeling that it gives you that just like warm and like, Oh man, I feel good. Like, you Bro. know, I had no, nobody's ever told me like this. Nobody has ever described it like that for me, bro. Yeah, no, it's, it's good stuff, man. My dog cowboy keeps barking at everything that walks by. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's dude. It's so, yeah, you can also, it can also get dangerous. You know, you sit around and just like get real drunk on wine all the time. Then it's probably not the best thing for you. Um, yeah, turn into but, a wine. Yeah. you like a wino just like, constantly buying you know every night like it, you, you can get into it like that too because it's such a good feeling i guess but but if you if you you know learn to enjoy it and find the right time to enjoy it like it becomes pretty pretty good especially in like a really good dinner man like you you can't eat like you can't go to one of these fancy restaurants and get like some you know some spinach dumplings and and some lamb chops and then have like a bud light with that bro yeah, uh, you, you got to have like a red cab, like Cabernet or I don't know. I don't really know. I'm not like like your dad can probably like pick up a bottle of wine and be like, this was from 1985 from <laughs> California. <laughs> you know, like he, he could probably like tell you, like he could just like grab a random glass and be like, oh, yeah, this one right here is Chile. This comes from Chile. No, but it sounds, like, it sounds like you know your shit. If you're if you're actually ordering specific things, which I don't do, I'm like, just give me a white. Uh, sorry, man, my dog's barking. Uh, it's every every time I like this CBD stuff, she hates the smell, dude. Um, I'm just not gonna light it. Yeah. So, um. What's it called? What was I saying? No, but it so sounds good. like it sounds like you know your shit, man. Like, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm no? gonna be honest with you. I do not know my shit at all. I don't even <laughs> put in the right amount of effort to learn. I just know by price. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what? And and then I'll ask a price. I'll be like, damn, that's some good wine. And they'll be like, okay, that was only, you know, that was only a twenty-two dollar bottle. And I'm like, okay, like that's not too crazy off the wall, and it tastes really good. I can deal with that. But then like, you know, I know like I have a couple clients, man, who know their wine so well. It's ridiculous. Like one of them's a level four certified client. Her name uh, is her. She has a business called Be Wine Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she can literally like freaking you can pour like 10 different glasses of wine and she could probably tell you which each one is. No way. So That's wait, ridiculous. what does she say about you judging wines by price? Because I've seen some overpriced wine out there that sucks, bro. Yeah, well, this is the thing. Like, if you don't know wine, you don't even know if it sucks. It's true. 
Like you haven't, you, you know, like I haven't even gotten into it on, a, on that deep of a level. I know one of my clients, he has a, a business and, and one of his partners in the business is a, a really, really high up, high end guy. And he he drinks like a 200 to a 500 dollar bottle of wine and he'll bring his own in and have my client who's own whose restaurant. They, they have a restaurant together and he'll bring his own wine in and be like, this is what I'm drinking tonight. <laughs> and it's like more expensive than anything on the menu. And you're like, wow, like this dude knows his fucking wine. Like this guy knows his wine. And it's like, you like admire it. Like, damn dude, like how are y'all smelling this wine and telling me that it's from the year 1940 something? Like what the hell? Are they sommeliers or no? Um, well, I don't. I only think there's so many sommeliers in the world, right? That's true, man. It is. There like, is to be that high up. I know my one of my clients. She's she's level four. I don't know. She's close. I know she's like in school for it, like constantly learning it and stuff. So I mean, but I don't know. If she's that good. Yeah. You know? my, my good friend. Well, my good friend Geneve, uh, which is my dad's boss. He's a sommelier, and uh, yeah, man. I mean, the guy's brilliant, bro. There's definitely a select few in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like good ones. You know, you might have some con artists out there who are telling people like me, like all about wine, and I'm just believing everything they say. So, but right. um, but no, yeah, it's a that's a crazy thing, man. Like that's a real crazy thing to get into and to, and to learn because it's there's so many different ones and they they come from different parts. I mean, it's like getting into beers and stuff like that, but beer has. I mean, like you, you know, like you don't have to be like real deep rooted in a beer to understand the difference between a blue moon and a Michelob. Right. And then I don't, I feel like, you know, you're not choosing, oh, you got to choose the hops that are grown here. You got to choose the barley that's grown at this place. And it's like, right. it's not the same, right? Yeah. Not, a, not at all. Like I'm just fine. Like just chilling out with a keystone, bro. Like <laughs> cool on a keystone. Like I don't even, I mean, I, obviously I like blue moon or good beer too but not like i like wine like i was at the pool the other day and it was like 100 degrees outside and i was drinking hot wine oh shit hi wine (laughs) i was just i was just drinking it from the bottle like i guess if if everybody else is going to be drinking beer and and drinking liquor and stuff like i'd just probably much rather have wine anyway so (laughs) yeah I'm a big beer guy, man. And, uh, I'm really into sours right now. So sours is my shit. And I've been on that binge for like the past four months. Since so what's the what's the what's the sour? I'm not sour. I don't know what type of ingredients they're putting on there. I'm, I'm sure it's the same ingredients. But um, if you if you could think of, have you ever had like kombucha? Yes. Yeah. Out here in Southtown, that's all day long. Yeah. So I mean, if you drink a kombucha, it's probably about the same taste that you would have in a good sour um, just without, you know, so much alcohol because kombucha still has alcohol. Um, right. But um, yeah, man, but it's, it, t- it pretty much tastes like a kombucha. Sometimes they're a little fruitier than others, which I hate the fruity ones. Yeah. Um, just, it just depends, man, but they're good. They're good stuff. That's what's up. Yeah. That's, I'll have to start trying some. I'm always open to new things like that. Yeah, brother. Well, uh, what's give, give the listeners your uh, what's your hashtag? Well, not hashtag. What's your handle on Instagram and what other websites do you have, bro, where people should follow you at? Um, well, my Instagram handle is at Sykesercise. 
so just Sykes exercise. It's my last name, and I added the uh, mix of the exercise part in there. I thought it was clever at the time, but now I'm stuck with it, so I'm running with it. Uh, um, work. And uh, so you can hit me on Instagram at Sykesercise. Uh, other than that, man, I don't really want to be contacted on any other website. So man, just people leave me alone. Don't bother me. I'm just going to stay in my little Southtown corner. Hit me up on Instagram if you need sessions, and then we good. That's going to that's gonna be hard, bro. People are going to be listening to this. They're going to send you all types of emails now, dude. They're going to send you uh, DMs. Man, well, yeah. I've, I've actually been attacked by a few vegans on DM lately. Really? So, yeah, I hope they don't get mad. But, yeah, they, they uh, just, you know, they just kind of – and, you know, it's like fake profile. V, I don't know. They're like – but it's they just get mad because I'm on this little game diet thing. And it's not even a diet. I'm just eating game meat. And yeah, that's factory, right. Factory farmed meats that are unethical. They're just being, like, stuffed in a blender. Like, Farmers bullshit. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing that. And they're, they're just like still mad at me. Like, why don't you just give it all up? And I'm like, nah, I'm good. Right. Uh, I'm trying to... Go ahead. Go what? You were vegetarian for a little bit, right? No, pescatarian. Pescatarian. That's right. I remember that, man. Yeah, for about two years, I was pescatarian. I, I, you know, but the older I get, and the more like, you know, like. It's like, you know, when you go out and hunt your own animal or you get a hunted animal, it's a lot more ethical, in my opinion, than it is at some factory farm. I agree. And it's, and it's healthier as well and not pumped with antibiotics and hormones and all this crazy shit that they do. So I'm just trying to make my little difference. I'm not giving up meat for shit because, I mean, the importance of it in my diet is crucial. So... Um, do you get good price points on, uh, on the people that you have hunting? Um, so I don't even have hunters yet. Right now, I've just been using a specialty meat market, uh, Cooper's Meat Market, and I just make sure I get the stuff that's, you know, pretty oh, solid. Yeah. Like, I got three pounds of elk in the freezer right now. So um, I just chop the tenderloin up into little steaks or, like, make a little stir fry or something. How much um, is it per pound? shit man if you get it like that if you don't have a real hunter that you know up north somebody who can just pop an elk and package the meat and ship it to you on the low it's like 59 dollars a pound like 50 dollars a pound bro that's expensive man crazy but i mean also i mean i cut out a lot of like simple sugars i mean i'll still like like i said on my instagram before i'll still like fucking fade an oreo bro like i'll i'll eat a cookie if i want to eat a cookie but I just oh, yeah. cut out a lot of the other stuff um, out of my diet, like the sugars and the the simple sugars, the just processed shit. Like, yeah, yeah, I just cut out a lot of that. So it kind of like evens out on your price because you're eating more of this game meat and and more like just potatoes. Like I just slice up potatoes now, or just a bunch of kale. Yeah. And like I, but this is a thing, like, it's not a diet to me. It's like, I thoroughly enjoy this. Like the meat is just good to me. I don't know what it is about that game taste. Like for some reason I'm attracted to it. So it makes it easy. I can't blame you, man. I love, uh, my grandpa used to hunt deer and we used to eat everything deer, man. And there's yeah, venison is the best, bro. Like that shit is delicious. But I, but I'm curious to try elk, man. I haven't tried elk. Yeah, bro. It's good. Just yeah. cook it like a regular steak. Yeah. You want to hear that thing make a noise when you cut into it. Yeah. Sounds good. What about uh what about rice? Do you eat rice or no? Um, you know, I'd rather I prefer potatoes. Like starches or sweet potatoes? Um, like starches. 
Yeah. I don't really like sweet potatoes, to be honest. Yeah, they're not that great man, in terms in terms of taste. No, nah, that's like that. That got trendy for a while. I feel like that was super trendy, man. Like sweet potatoes, bad. <laughs> like Instagram made sweet potatoes way more famous than they really should be, in my opinion. I agree, dude. I remember being when I was when I was bodybuilding. I remember being backstage and everyone is having sweet potatoes, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, where did I miss the sweet potato train? Yeah, man, it's they're on that train tough. Those people fight you over the love for sweet potatoes. It's true, you say bro. you don't like them, it's like you're taboo for not right? liking sweet potatoes, and I don't understand it. <laughs> well, hey, man, I, I'm gonna have to come visit you at your gym soon, bro. I appreciate you taking the time to. Uh, to get on this podcast today, man. I know we've been trying to work at it for the past month and finally making it happen. It was last minute, but it was good. For sure, man. I appreciate it too. Shit, I'm going to be honest with you. I forgot I was even doing a podcast. I just felt like I was talking to you on the phone, man. Damn, that shit all got recorded. Ah. Super all right. raw. All right, then. That's cool with me, though. Good shit, bro. Well, um, all right, man. Well, you, send me, send me uh, wherever your gym is, man. I'm gonna try to make it out there if I can this week. Um, I want to get, a, I want to get a picture of you in the gym, by the way. So that's kind of the premise of going out there. Hell yeah, man. Let's do that for sure. All right, brother. Well, Sean, take care. Thanks for, uh, thanks for hopping on, bro. We'll talk to you soon. All right, man. Appreciate it. All right, brother. Take it easy.